0: Common Ground, the local radio show that openly discusses social influences that pull us apart and bring us together. And now, your host for Common Ground, Shelly Ragsdale.
1: Hello to the world of radio from WNZF radio station in Pennell Florida. Hi, I'm Shelly Ragsdale, past president of the Flagler County NAACP and your program host. Our program is Common Ground. And today, my guests are from Flagler County School District High School, FPC, which is Flagler Palm Coast High School and Batanzas High School, athletic director Jordan Butler and Coach Forrest and Scott Drebeck. And uh, again, he's and, the athletic director.
0: And you get extra points if you can spell it.
1: Oh, I can! know I put it in, uh, in big letters yeah. too. <laughs> Wonderful name, <laughs> gentlemen. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. Thanks for having Fantastic. us. Fantastic.
1: And uh, since uh, some of the folks that are perhaps didn't hear the first airing of our first program. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, coach, we're going to start with you this time from Matanzas High School, football coach.
2: Um, yeah, my name is Matt Forrest. Uh, I've been the head football coach now going on four years. Um, but yeah, live live in Bunnell. Um Happy to be here and, and glad to be a part of this great community.
1: Excellent.
0: Uh, Jordan Butler. Yes, sir, I am Jordan. the athletic director at Matanzas High School, originally from Ohio. Uh, made my way down to Florida, played college baseball at Ember riddle for a few years, and then got into coaching, actually uh, was the head baseball coach at Flagler-Palm Coast High School for, for 10 years and made the transition up to Matanzas to lead those athletic programs up there.
1: Scott, you have the floor.
0: And I'm Scott Drabzik. I'm
3: the athletic director at Flagler-Palm Coast High School. I'm a proud uh, FPC grad of the class of 2001. Uh, my wife is a proud grad of the class of 2002, so we are we are a family full of Bulldogs. Um, and uh, excited, excited to be home, uh, back working with uh, with FPC. But a uh, little background about me: I played college golf at Bethune Cookman, um, and uh, and never really ventured far, far from Flagler County. But. Uh, uh, I also uh, had my start at the other opposite high school here in Father County. My first coaching job was at Matanzas when they opened in two thousand and five, two thousand and six. So, uh, I think both of us have some familiarity with each other's schools. So,
1: see, that's a, when we say a close knit community. That's what we're talking about. Absolutely, you know. And again, we talk about the rivalry. And in our first segment, the rivalry was described as a friendly rivalry. Coach, how friendly is it?
2: I, I mean. I think it's it's something that, um, you know, is talked about really, really a lot during the entire year, and uh, it kind of ramps up the week of, and then you get bragging rights for the whole year. And, you know, our kids talk back and forth to their kids, and their kids talk to our kids, and, um, and, and leading up to the week, it gets pretty quiet. Um and then after the football game they're all taking pictures together, <laughs> hanging out. So um like I said, I you know, in the first segment, I, I think this it's definitely a game that, that means a lot to both sides. Um and then once the once the winner is crowned, it's one of those things where I think both programs move on to their, you know, next week. And I think that's a great job uh by the, the leaders of the athletic programs and, and the head coaches themselves of, you know, whenever there's a bigger picture in play um, and and you see it all the time you know uh, Michigan wants to beat Michigan State and right. Michigan wants to beat Ohio State and at the end of the day, if you asked one of them if they could trade it for a conference championship, you'd get mixed answers. You know, you'd get 50-50. You'd, you would have some guy, you know, you'd have some people in the Michigan community that would go, um, nope, I, I want to beat Ohio State at all costs. And then there's some that'd be like, I'd trade that to win an Indy for a Big Ten um, championship. Same thing with, with Florida State and Florida. You know, what, which would you rather have? Would you rather have the win or a conference championship and the opportunity at the playoff? You'd get a mixed bag answer answers. Understood. so So um, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, um we we treat it you know a, as it should be you know for that week we we try and fight as hard as we can to earn the right to win that football game and then we live with the result for you know two days and then on Monday it's back to work um so uh, but yes it's it's a great rivalry it's something that you know is is hyped up and and as it should be um because a lot of people um take it take it seriously and it's been something that that has been in this town for a long time but um you know some people take it the wrong way whenever you say you know we'll deal with it that week and then we move on but um everybody wants to win like i said it doesn't matter who you play fbc wants to win that week Batanzas wants to win that week. Sure. And and that's the way we want to do it for 10 straight games, regardless of opponent.
1: Ah, question. How many games do you play in the regular season?
2: There's a 10-game regular season. Now, uh, you know, with with the way the hurricane stuff falls and, and, you know, living in Florida, that was something new that I had to realize. Sometimes you only have nine games. Um, because, you know, a hurricane or a tropical storm may cancel one. You might not be able to reschedule, etc. cetera. Uh, but each team starts out with a 10-game slate uh, of regular season, and then you get to play a preseason game called a kickoff classic, which is kind of what I call the dress rehearsal. Uh, that's the dress rehearsal for the real game. Um, so we, we actually kicked off against Mainland. Um, which is a, a really, really good football team this year. Uh, they were state finalists a year ago, so we got to see kind of what we had to work on and, and some things we had to tighten up uh, going into our season. But I think that re- that game really helped us find what we needed to, who we needed to be, and what we needed to work on. Um, you know, so we were able to to win our first two games, um, and I think it was because of some things that got exposed that game. So, um, but you get ten regular season games and one kickoff classic before the playoffs.
1: Jordan, you want to add to that? Uh, tell me a little bit, uh, how, are the, how are the games scheduled? What do you have to do with that?
0: So with all of our sports, I, I actually let our coaches create their own schedules. Um, and then, you know, I'll step in as needed and, and kind of help them out. But our coaches know their teams better than, than I do, and they know what they have. Um, obviously, you know, scheduling games can be kind of um, – it, it's a very important aspect of the coaching position. Because you don't want to, When I was a coach, I used to load up our schedule with the toughest teams that I could play, um, and and I know with some some of our teams that might not be at that same level, um, you know, they they want to be careful with, with who they're scheduling and making sure that they're scheduling teams that they're competitive with, um, you know, not teams that are going to go out there and, and pound you and run rule you every game. Uh, because that can be really detrimental to to a young person's confidence. Sure. Um, so when it comes to the scheduling, you know what Matt Matt typically does his own schedule. He contacts the coaches and the other um, other high schools, and then he he puts that schedule together. And then me and him sit down, we look at it, um, and we'll tweak it if needed. You know, sometimes because of transportation issues um, or or things like that.
1: Do You. Do you high schools play each other at the end of the year, beginning of the year? Is it set? Uh, each high school. are two schools? Or yes, this, sir.
3: Uh, so, it's historically, was the first game of the season um, for a, probably 10 or so years. Um, and then uh, the last couple of years, it's changed to where now we're in week four. Is that right? Week yeah, three. so
2: it, it kind of transitioned from one to 11. Um, and then 11 went. To ten because we were originally supposed to be in the same district, so we played it the last game of the year, I believe, in two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two thousand twenty-one was the last game of the season. It was slated to be the last game in twenty-two, but that's when the redistricting came out, so we moved it to ten. Okay, because it had to be a district game, and eleven's not a district slot. So then it was going to be at the end of the year, kind of a Florida, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State. That's thing. what I was wondering. Um, yes. So we moved it back, and then because we had to reappeal because we weren't 2,000 students, then we had to just find an open slot to put it in. So for this two-year cycle, it was week four.
1: Okay, interesting. Tell me about some of the other sports that you have and so that we don't slight anyone, the the particular sport and the coach that, if you don't mind, just giving them a mention of their name. we well, are both athletic directors. I'll
0: tell you, one, one sport to watch <laughs> this year, I mean, obviously our, our wrestling program is really flying high right now. Um, our boys' basketball program is going to be exciting to watch this year. Coach Robinson, Henry Robinson, um, is really doing a good job uh, of um, putting a lot of talent out there. Uh, we had uh, an FPC transfer last year. Or I'm sorry, not FPC. He came from uh, – yeah, he did. He came from FPC, Carl Knighton, um, who ended up – he was ranked 98th in the nation in scoring, and he ended up, I think, 7th in the state of Florida in scoring last year. And so they were really exciting to watch last year and this year they're going to be even better. Um, coach Robinson's son is a freshman and he's ranked 15th in the country, uh, in all basketball players in his age group. Um, yeah, so we've got a lot of good young talent out there. Um, some really good basketball players that can take over a game. And I think they're going to be real exciting to watch this year.
3: Yeah, we Scott, we're, we're super (laughs) excited about several of our programs, uh, Obviously cross-country and track and field, led, led by Dave Halliday, who's one of the best coaches not just in the state but in the country. Uh, we uh, are really, really excited about the group of kids that we have out there running right now in the fall. Uh, we just hosted the, the Spikes and Spurs Invitational at the fairgrounds two weeks ago. We had over 1,000 spectators and 700 athletes, and it was a great event. But um, really excited about uh, both of our cross-country teams and, and leading into track um, and what they do, uh, both of our weightlifting teams, both boys and girls, we feel have a chance to, uh, if not win the state championship, be within the top three. Both of them are really, really good, led by Coach John Hagstrom, who uh, was just in, uh, inducted into the uh, the National Sports Strength and Conditioning Hall of Fame. Uh, so we're, we're really, really excited about that. Uh, coming off of last year, you know, we won a, a, our first boys' uh, district championship since, I believe... Coach Butler was there. Is that correct? Yep. 2015. So Coach Marsh is doing great things in baseball, um, uh, and uh, we we just brought in uh, coach uh, Coach Butts for our our new girls basketball coach, and uh, we are really excited about him. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He's got over 600 wins uh, total in his career uh, at Atlantic High School and Calvary. So uh, he just took over our girls basketball program. So. Out of the uh, 32 varsity sports programs that we have, we are unbelievably excited about this year and just the future of our athletic department moving forward. So, um, and that all that's all credit to our student athletes. I'll, I'll say this I, before we, we get into another topic. <coughs> I, when I started uh, on my first day was Ju- July 1st, and uh, on that day we had 16 teams on campus working out during the summer. That is unbelievably unbelievable. Uncommon. They are uncommon yeah. Yeah. during a, a, during a summer break to have that many teams in, in one day. So uh, we got a lot of uh, – we got a great amount of committed student-athletes and coaches. So uh, we're, we're just over the moon excited about this season for sure.
1: How many female uh, programs do we have, sports?
3: <sighs> we actually have more female programs than we do male programs uh, if you include – uh, competitive cheerleading, so okay. uh, which can be a co-ed program depending on, uh, you know, if you if you have any males that choose to participate. I, I don't know the number off the top of my head. I want to say we're almost split down right
0: the middle, 16 and 16. What are you guys at uh, you, I wanted to say we were 16 and 17. Okay. But okay. we might be 16 and 16 split right down the middle as well. Yeah, I'd have to go back um, and count. But, yeah, I'm trying to think.
1: But we, that, that that's a big improvement over, uh, you know, years going back. Where the female programs were taken for granted, but today female programs are doing tremendous, and some of our female yeah. athletes are really, some I mean, really bona fide athletes. Quite proud of them.
3: Yeah, T- Title IX changed everything, obviously in the seventies, and and I was just up at the FHSA office yesterday for for a state athletic directors meeting, and we were we were talking about gender equity um, and just female opportunities in sports and and how much it has grown, obviously, to where we are today in 2023. But, you know, Jordan mentioned his girls wrestling program and, and winning a state title last year. And, and that's a sport that just really kind of has been around for a little while, but they just, in the last three or four years, have really exploded. Uh, beach volleyball is a new female sport here in, 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 the, uh, in the state of Florida that, that both schools have. And so we're continually trying to find opportunities uh, right now you know looking at our numbers we're almost split 5050 with the number of female athletes that we have and male athletes and if you would go back 15 or 20 years that yes. was not that was not the
0: case and so uh, it's pretty exciting to see um, and that that's really exciting when when your female and male athletes are are almost 5050 Yes, which I think we, we were the same way I think we were within two percent deviation of that because the football team has a hundred hundred boys mm-hmm and so we don't have any female sport that, that rivals that number of participants. And so in order to get to where you can have, you know, like a 50-50 split, you, you've got to overcome that um, that obstacle. And so that's that's really awesome when you can see high school programs that have that 50-50 split with
2: female to male athlete ratio.
1: That's super, 100 Athletes on your football program,
2: 104. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got 104. I mean, when I took over the program, it was 37. I mean, so our we've got great support to be. I mean, to be able to have that many people, like there's certain things that come along with that. Like we didn't have enough helmets, we didn't have enough jerseys, we didn't have enough space. We didn't, and and so you know, Jeff Reeves and and Jordan Butler, and then you know Miss Bozeman did a heck of a job of being able to facilitate that, so we didn't have to turn those guys away. Um, but yeah I was gonna make a comment though on the on the gender equity thing I think Please. Florida uh implementing flag football was mm-hmm. was what was big to me because that's not something you know having flag football uh women's flag football something that is not in every state uh, I definitely wasn't in Tennessee um and so and now colleges are starting to pick up on flag mm-hmm. football, which is giving them opportunities for full scholarships you know Warner. Um, Daytona, Weber International, Daytona State, Daytona State. So, I mean, just the opportunity for those those female athletes to go and play flag football and get their college paid for um, is something that that you coach. Know. I'm going to
1: interrupt you for a second. Yep. For our listening audience, explain to them what is flag football.
2: Oh well, I don't really know. That might be <laughs> somebody. But, no, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it, so it's a sanctioned
3: FHSA female sport that participates in the spring um but no tackling no tackling that's what i wanted to (laughs) know correct yes (laughs) no no tackling no helmets uh they got their their football uniforms you know they they look similar the tops are similar you know they got wear a pair of shorts but um it it, if you if you have an opportunity to come out to a flag football game in the spring one you're going to see some really good athletes okay um and they're not long. They're about an hour and they're fast, right? Like you're, it's up and down the field. Usually it's pretty high scoring. So, uh, but they, uh, FHA put flag football in a place probably about 10, 12 years, eh, maybe a little bit longer than that, maybe 15 years ago. Um, but it is absolutely exploded. And and a lot of it has to do with the NFL and they have really put a lot of resources in uh, to local youth flag football and female flag football organizations. But you know, we have almost fifty girls in our flag football program, and Coach Coates does a great job of getting kids involved. And so, um, and now, like you know, like Coach Force was saying, you're seeing colleges, and it's being sanctioned at the collegiate level. So NAIA and junior colleges now actually are going to be competing for conference and and national championships in, in flag football. So it's a scholarship sport, and it's really taken off.
1: That's super. Yeah.
0: And I think last year during the Super Bowl, wasn't there a commercial mm-hmm. with Nike, female yeah, flight football? Nike, Nike yeah. a big thing. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I have given my marching orders to ask everyone here, okay, what about pickleball? Now, I'm not a pickleballer. <laughs> but there is a member in my family that oh, is a boy. pickleballer. And she said, you asked them, are we going to have pickleball in high school? So go <laughs> so, ahead, guys. You know, you know what's funny is we <laughs> were just I, talking about this. Yeah, right?
0: And where yeah. I grew up at in Ohio – we played pickleball every day during PE. Did you loved it? We had the wooden paddle, like yes. you know. And I, I always thought I was really good at pickleball. Um, and I know that it's gained a lot of traction and a lot of popularity down here. Um, I mean, I don't know if it'll ever become an FHSA sport or not, but it is fun to play.
1: Well, I'm Sharon. I did ask the question. <laughs>
0: I'm going to make a bold prediction. Go ahead. So go
3: ahead and write it down. Within five years, it'll be an FHSA sanctioned sport.
1: I tell you, it's 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 kind of interesting because even um, uh, as a non-competitive sport mm-hmm. that wasn't existing here in Flagler County, go to the tennis players and they say get off our courts. But oh, yeah. I want to tell you, they are building, you know, uh, pickleball courts right oh, here. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's it is a phenomenal sport, and you know, it helps some of us older. Residents, so we don't have to run so hard after a little ball, but it it is fun.
2: So, I I mean, like these guys, I was a college athlete as well, but I remember one of the worst defeats I've ever had was at a YMCA racquetball court. (laughs) And I, I come home, I come home from it was like after my junior year of college, and you know, they give us a week off before camp starts. I come home, and I'm like, all right, I don't really want to lift weights, you know, I'm about to start the season. And I show up and, yeah, I'll play racquetball. I was a tennis player too. And this guy, he had to be, you know, 60s, or early 70s. Yep. He beat me up and down the court. And I was just like, it's, this is unbelievable.
1: It's counter- That's the same thing with pickleball. We're like, pickleball, yeah. I
2: feel like I'm a yes. decent athlete. And I play, you know, at, at Grand Reserve. There's courts there. And I'll go play and just get dusted. And
0: I'm oh, like, yeah.
1: I well, I mean, you they, look uh,
0: at
2: the do. courts that they built down there in South Daytona. What do yep. they
0: call it? Pictona, I think. Oh, they call yes. It. Yeah. Yes. They call it Pictona. Um, yes. And I know, you know, our, the former principal that I work for at FPC, Dusty Sims, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's a big pickleball player now. He, he he's invited me to go play with him. I got to take him up on that offer. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to because I'm just afraid that he's going to beat me. So <laughs>
1: pickleballers are serious. Uh, I'll it tell is. you, and they it say is. yes, it is a sport. You know, uh, me being an av- avid golfer back in my day, uh, you sit back and say, well, golf is not a sport. Well, I'll tell you, when you sit down and walk on some of these courses, and you guys know know, it's not as easy as it looks, and to get that little ball in the position where you want it, quite a feat, isn't it? That's yeah, right. Yeah. You play That's
0: golf right. with the three of us and it's debatable. whether it's <laughs> that word.
1: Yeah, that true. <laughs> I'd like to do that. I'll tell you. Right. <laughs> and, I I, and I don't
2: walk. I got to have a cart. So hey. Kudos to you for walking. <laughs> hey, yours.
1: man, let me tell you, I do it for my exercise. <laughs> yep. Even though I get a cart, I walk along the side of it. Yep.
0: See, I get plenty of exercise. In the woods trying to find my balls. <laughs> That's
1: just, he's not lying. <laughs> I'll tell you, sports is a wonderful thing. And, and I think sports is a wonderful bridge uh, within the community. It, it's sort of a you know, we have a divided community and that that's no secret to anyone, but I think sports is a wonderful bridge to do that because it just tells everybody that we're on the same equal platform and the same playing field. and I think that's important. Uh, I go back to some instances uh, when nine eleven occurred and they canceled a baseball game, then the next baseball game when they had it, it was such a camaraderie there. And when you look at uh, high school, High school sports is one of the major things, uh, I think, within our nation. And you look at uh, the mindset that the children have, they play with each other. All I want you to do is hold your end of the bargain up, you know? And that's what it's about, even in life, holding your end of the bargain up. So I look at these kids out there, and and I know, Jordan, you were inviting me to a game, coach, you're okay. going to be invited, and more director, than one yeah. <laughs> and and I watched the kids play. And not only do I watch them play, but I watch their interaction, and their interactions are beautiful. They really care about each other, and I think that's wonderful.
0: Yeah,
1: I was so uh, you know pleased to hear in surprise of the uh, the academic uh, atmosphere that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that's wonderful. I was not aware of that, and, and, you, and they're monitored. A, did you say coach your two week basis?
2: Yeah, so that's just what we do. Again, like I said, everybody's different. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I think I think we're you know we're, we're all comfortable saying that like unfortunately your athletic career comes to an end at some point. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying, and and so you have got to be prepared to do other things besides be good at a sport, and that's just something that both of our athletic programs uh, in both schools are very cognizant of and take very seriously. You know, and like I said, um, you know, you're I was fortunate enough to be a part of the four percent to make it to college football, but again, ninety six percent have got to be prepared to do other things. Absolutely, and, and so you've got to take your academics seriously. You got to take your role in the community seriously you've got to take your you know you represent your football program and you represent your high school in everything you do mm-hmm. right so when you have whether you like that spotlight or not that means you got to be a great person a great a great student and a great athlete last you know well so, that's why we call them student athletes not athletic students right
1: excellent yes good point you know, student very first good, very good point that's super and and again guys like like i said to you, uh the net i'm going to offer this to you, to both athletic directors and uh, the coaches, that I'd like to have you back on the program, but this time I'd like to have some of these student-athletes. I think that would be wonderful if we had an opportunity to do that. And uh, you can choose whatever sport you want, but just make sure... Not all male, they got to be male and female when they come here because I don't want to get beat over the head. <laughs> but, guys, listen, thank you so very much for, for coming uh, to the program of Common Ground. You guys did wonderful, and I just want to thank you so much, uh, Jordan Butler from Matanzas, coach from Matanzas, and athletic director from FPC, Forrest and uh, Drab- 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 Drabzik. Am I pronouncing it right? You absolutely last are. Time okay, I you killed it. I last killed time it. you nailed it. I nailed it, yeah. <laughs> I apologize for the mispronunciation of the names. But, gentlemen, just give everybody a shout-out, a 10-second shout-out, just to say goodbye to everyone, please.
0: Uh, just want to give a shout-out to our administration and our coaches at Matanzas High School and for
2: doing a great job and also for all of our student-athletes for working hard. Uh, appreciate you having us. Uh, proud to be a part of this great community—not just Matanzas, but Flagler and uh, you know Palm Coast and Bonnell—all together. It's a great place to live, and uh, we're excited to be here as a family.
1: We're happy to have you here, Coach.
2: Yep, and, and same thing. Thank
3: you so much for having us here today. It's an honor. It's, just, it's an uncommon thing to be able to do and, and be a part of the community in this kind of avenue. And uh, uh, Bulldog Nation, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Well, by this by the time this is little air, we'll have already played the game. You have but, already uh, we'll played see, the game. We'll see you guys out there. Sunday
1: morning. Thank you so much. On behalf of WNCF Radio Station in Binnall, Florida, Shelley Ragsdale, your program host for Common Ground. Thank you so much. And as I always say, let's live in harmony. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Common Ground Radio Show. Broadcast every Sunday morning at 10 on WNZF 94.9 FM. Podcasts of today's show can be heard and shared on the Flagler Radio mobile app and at flaglerbroadcasting.com.